Greetings, this is J.R. Dickey. Thanks for tuning in to our podcast. And by the way, don't forget our website, graceandtruth.net. I hope you're having a great day, but if not, hang with me. It's about to get better. Okay, today we're going to talk about spiritual growth as we observe one of the main characters in the Bible. Let's get started. The only group of people in the Bible who actually make God sick are those who have shut him out and yet pretend to believe. In speaking to them in the book of Revelations, Christ says that they, the Laodiceans, don't even have a clue as to their condition. And it's evident they simply don't care. See Revelations chapter 3, the end of the chapter. Now, you yourself may have doubts or fears. You may not feel particularly godly or good. You may have unanswered questions or real hang-ups that you think must clear up first before approaching or knowing God. You may have run from the confrontation with Him, worked hard to feel better about yourself, or wandered aimlessly and fearfully from one bad situation to another worse one, yet leading us to the honest confrontation with our true condition It's what God does for all his children by his Spirit. For this reason, I love the many lessons evident in the life of Jacob. Like all of us, he had to learn to submit and trust God contrary to a very strong, call it sin, nature. He also had to learn to follow his shepherd rather than be the shepherd. Both of these were literally lifelong courses in God's school. And God took care to lay it out for us in his word, for Jacob's life is recorded in the Bible all the way from babe in the womb to his burial and beyond. If you've read this story, you know he was indeed a heel snatcher, which is what his name actually means, a stubbornly self-centered deceiver who was not always so sure about God. He looked out for and depended only on himself, an attitude that put him at odds with his brother, father, and father-in-law and led to a great division in his own family among both wives and children. Nevertheless, he is the only person in the Bible to literally fight hand-to-hand with a heavenly being and to be literally wounded by a divine touch. What a character! And, like it or not, he represents you and me. We can learn a lot from him. Perhaps the greatest lesson his life offers is one that requires a bit of study. You see, it's not obvious in the casual reading of the scripture. Let me explain. Recall Jacob, the name means heel snatcher, and it did typify the character of the man. Nevertheless, God had a plan for him that included a marvelous change. It wasn't a change of health or wealth that God had in mind, but rather a complete change in the man himself, his condition, his nature. This came to light when he gave him a new name, Israel, which means governed by God. You see, the name Jacob symbolically represents what we'd say is the old man, the carnal man, the fleshly sin nature. But Israel signifies the new man, the godly man, 
dedicated to and in harmony with God. Now, here is where the study or exploration of the word reveals more. Beginning with his birth and up to his, I'll call it, confrontation with God Almighty in Genesis 32, he is referred to solely as Jacob. And that's reasonable, since all he did to that point in time was to display his scheming, deceitful, and self-trusting, fleshly nature. However, as he prepared to face, and potentially run away from, the brother Esau who had sworn to kill him, God put a stop to all his running, period. It was in the middle of the night. Jacob had done all he could think of to prepare to escape and to placate his brother, who was headed his way with 400 armed men. His little Jacob mind had been in overdrive, and he was likely exhausted. But God's, I'll call it, ambassador showed up that night, and incredibly, Jacob, yes, Jacob, began to fight with him. In the process of wrestling with this angelic messenger, the Lord displayed a desperately needed revelation. It was that Jacob needed God's help. The prophet Hosea, in his book, Hosea 12, verse 4, says that he cried out, imploring God for merciful help, and that's when God changed his name to Israel. We should note that this wasn't the first encounter with God. That had happened years earlier at a place called Bethel. But it was his first submission to God. Nevertheless, his old man, his Jacob nature, continued to dominate his life until, in chapter 35 of Genesis, he headed back to that place, Bethel, the place where he first encountered God. There he built an altar. There his beloved nanny, Deborah, died. But there also God bestowed the divine inheritance upon him as he had done for Abraham and Isaac before him. For you and I, that picture's a return to the origins of our own relationship with God, the cross of Calvary, the resurrection, and utter trust in Jesus Christ. Furthermore, and this is key, a study of the number of times he is referred to as Jacob and as Israel reveals a wonderful picture of spiritual growth. Over time, Jacob, as he is mentioned, ultimately faded away, and in the end, it was Israel, the character of the one who was truly governed by God, came to dominate. In fact, the last mention of him in Genesis is indeed as Israel. For us, the message is clear. Our own Jacob nature has to fade away, and indeed it will, as we choose over and over and over to yield our heart, our way to God. Now, don't be discouraged by Jacob, if you would, hanging around. This diminishing has its ups and downs and is truly a lifelong process. But God is faithful, who will do it. He's the one who transforms us. 
If you have not yet confronted the reality of your true condition, I encourage you, do it now. Wrestle with God even, if you have to, but don't be like the majority who simply shuffle through this life and then tumble into the utter darkness of hell forever. God won't keep you from that if, if that's what you desire, but it's not his desire. And if you do know Christ as your Lord, let Jacob fade. Be transformed by the continual renewing of your soul in him. Read Romans 12, verse 2. Now may the Lord grant you peace in the midst of any storm and faith to trust him. Look for our next podcast and may you realize more of his grace today.